She's a best-selling author and life coach, obsessed with helping women to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Join her as she provides you with strategies and real-life tips to create your best life. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera-Danners, known as the Fearless Living Coach. And today we have another amazing co-author of the newly released book, What is Fearless Living? So without further ado, let's jump in. But before we do, make sure that you run real quick and get your pen and paper so you can jot down some insightful notes. So let's get started. Hello, how are you? I'm great, Marianne. How are you? Good, thank you. So tell us your name and tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Oh, that's a loaded question. Well, my name is Sarah Etzler, and I was born and raised in Rochester, New York. Um, I currently live in Webster, New York, and I am in human resources, um, but I have a special passion for helping people develop to be their best. And so that can go into many, many fields, many roles. And I think, Marianne, that's where you and I connected. Yes, definitely. Yes. So super excited, you know, to have you join us. And, you know, you were a part of my recent anthology, What is Fearless Living? So can you share a little bit as to why you believe that people are not living a fearless life, living life on their terms? I can use myself as an example um, because I, I thought I was living it on my terms, but yet I always found myself... Um, feeling like there was a piece of me missing, um, not really sure what it was. I just knew as the years went on, um, I felt like there was less of me and more of the world. And I started feeling just really um, alone, lonely, I guess, um, even though I was surrounded by many, many people, friends and, and loved ones. So I believe what I experienced uh, may just be a piece of what others may be experiencing too. That is so true. And you mentioned something that is very key, that you were surrounded by people, but yet you still felt lonely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, I don't know when I first started noticing it. Probably it wasn't until... Um, I had started raising my children and my focus was solely on, you know, being the best mom I could be and, you know, helping, helping the family through my, um, and in doing that, it feels like I lost focus on who I really was. Uh, my identity was so wrapped up in being a mom, um, and being someone who, who worked to support the family. Um, and as my children started, you know, getting older and then eventually start going to college, I was, I was there, you know, with myself thinking, okay, now what I, who am I? I don't have anything to kind of grab onto or to attach to. Um, and no matter how much I got involved in things or how many books I read or, you know, what I did, it just, it kept getting worse with time. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. That is so true. Can you share a little bit about some of the habits that you may have to ensure that your mental health is taken care of? One is my sense of humor. <laughs> I, I guess I, I've 
just always been one to um, be optimistic and just learn to laugh at myself. Um, you know, if I take myself too seriously, it, it doesn't always go down a good road. Um, but I recently focused on just making sure every day I had at least 15 minutes to a half hour to just sit and do what I wanted to do, whether it was like journaling or doing a meditation or even just reading one of my favorite books as a kid um, or just doing nothing, having the candle on and staring into the light, um, but giving myself permission and finding the time to do that has just left me at least feeling a little bit more um, at peace and re-energized. I like that. I like that. Who has been the most influential person in your life? And what are some of the traits that that individual possesses that makes them influential to you? I would say one of the most influential um, people in my life um, is my husband. Um, and I think he's one of the most influential because he really taught me um, that it, it was safe to just be myself and what unconditional love really meant and looked like and felt like. And, you know, he can be a hard ass sometimes and I, I don't like it, even though I ask him to hold me accountable when he does, I'm, you know, I get frustrated. Um, but that's one of the reasons I love him. And he's just taught me to kind of set boundaries for myself and to figure out what I want and to get the help I needed and that he would support me and that we were going through it together. I wasn't going through it alone. And so um, I just always felt like he was by my side. I love that. That's beautiful. What was an event that occurred in your life that caused you to pause and reflect and shift your mindset? Well, I, I think the the biggest event that really helped me um, get my from rock bottom and turn myself around was when I was um, two years ago, I was put in the hospital for anorexia nervosa. Um, I had spent the last, you know, 45 years um, thinking I, I was on top of everything and I was totally in control until that call came from the doctor after I had blood work drawn and she said, you know, you better get to the emergency room. Um, you might go into a coma tonight because your your labs are so bad. And that's where I was diagnosed. And it finally hit me that um, I couldn't go on like this anymore. I wanted too much um, to be happy to live for. And I wanted to see other people be happy and, and be in their lives too. So that's probably the biggest thing that turned me around. What were some of the tools that you used to help you through that process? Um, so a couple things. Um, one is I had to just learn to be my own advocate um, and surround myself with the support team that was going to help me uh, come out of this physically and emotionally. Um, I was, I was turned down for residential treatment and other um, outpatient treatments because I was either too sick or not sick enough kind of thing. So I just said, you know what, there's, I think I can do this. There's got to be people I can put together for me that are going to help me. And one was my medical doctor. Uh, one was my, 
my therapist who helped me recognize that um, that I was suffering um, from anorexia to begin with. Um, another was my very dear friend um, who I've been friends with for over 20 years at work. Um, one was my husband and then one was my um, sister and best friend who now lives in, in Florida. And so it was, oh, and a nutritionist, of course. Um, it was those people who helped me keep going, even though I was frustrated with the process, it was taking too long, or I felt like I wasn't being successful enough, or um, I was too tired. I just didn't want to do it anymore. I just, I couldn't, I didn't want to. And it was all of them pushing me, um, sometimes together and sometimes, you know, in every point of my life that, that really help me get strong and really rise above this. So it definitely sounds like you were surrounded by a group of educated, supportive, loving, you know, individuals. And that's, you know, super important. What will be, what will be a piece of advice that you will give to someone who may not have that support system? I would say find someone you can trust, whether it's um, a social group you belong to or a church or a neighbor or someone who's been like family to you, um, uh, a dear friend, um, call a helpline just to let somebody know how you're feeling so they can at least start the process for you and get you in touch with a resource. Um, Therapy was scary for me because I felt like almost like I was um, going to be diagnosed um, mm -hmm. psychologically and that didn't feel comfortable to me. But once I really found somebody who really I felt believed in me and listened to me, um, I grew that trust. And then it was from there um, that other things were able to, to happen, too. That's awesome. What motivates you to get out of bed every morning? What drives you? Um, the fact that I'm alive and the fact that I have so much to, to live for in the day that I'm in and so much to learn um, so that even when I'm faced with situations that leave me frustrated um, or that leave me questioning, like what I don't understand what's going on. Um, it always leaves me curious to figure out, okay, what was that all about? Um, so I now can like take one day at a time and stop worrying less about what I don't know is going to happen in the future or that I need to prepare myself for. Um, it's a work in progress. It's not always easy. And some mornings it's easier to get out of bed than others. Um, but I think just keep showing up. I think that's the best advice I could give anybody is just keep showing up. Yeah, that is so true. So speaking of the unknown, what advice would you give to your 18 year old self if you can go back and talk to her? Hmm. I would tell my 18 year old self that she was loved no matter what she chooses to do, that the world is waiting for her to 
put her all into it and to find out those things that she loves and just be as joyful and happy as she can be and to surround herself with others who make her feel that way too. I love that. If you could have coffee or a drink with a historical figure of your choice, who would that be? And what would that conversation be like? Probably would be with Mother Teresa. Um, and I don't know if she liked coffee or not, but she seems to me to be um, gentle, compassionate, but stand up for her beliefs and do so in a, a very uh, gentle and kind way. So even if she did disagree with you, mm -hmm. she did it in a way that was out of um, good intention in her heart. And I would want to know from her what her journey was like and how she came to be able to do that and what she lived for and, you know, what was that magic all right. about? Yeah. yeah. And some of the obstacles that she might have been faced with and how did she get the strength to overcome those things? Right. I understand she, she wasn't a big woman, so she... Right. She really must have been strong and mighty to go through what she went through. Yeah. Do you feel that you have had your I've made it moment? And if you have, what was that moment? And if you have not, what do you think you will have to achieve or accomplish to feel that way? Um, so I'm finding I'm I'm having more of I'm making it moments that it's not just a final I made it. Yeah. Um, because I, I'm feeling that no matter how fearless I become in living every day, I'm discovering there's more things that make me fearful that I'm learning what they are and why and tracing mm -hmm. back, um, to a long, long time ago. And I guess the good thing for me now is I can do it out of curiosity, um, versus fear or anxiety. Um, so I think making it every day is just kind of my goal. Yeah, I like that. I like that attitude. If you could recommend a movie to our viewers and our listeners, what movie would that be and why? Oh, wow. A movie. So I guess the one I just recently finished watching was, could it be a TV series? Yes. Okay. So it was on Netflix and it was called From Scratch. Mm. And I, I just finished last night and I went from the first episode where it moved so slow because it just seemed all about falling in love and, you know, how life was wonderful and just not very realistic mm -hmm. to when life got real and the, the, the knocks and the blows that the couple had to go through. And no matter what, no matter how less much money they had or how sick someone was or how disgraced by their family they felt, um, they always had this energy and love for each other that it didn't matter outside of the rest of the world. And they each built each other up so they each could do what they love. Um, and it was just a story where in the end there was a lot of, heartbreak, but yet growth and joy 
at the same time. And I really think that's what life is all about. It's, it's not always joy and it's not always heartache. It's being able to live with the two in balance. Yeah, that's definitely a good series to, you know, to recommend. I watched it and yeah, very touching, very touching. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> the title of our anthology project is called What is Fearless Living? So how are you living a fearless life? Um, I'm living a fearless life because um, I'm no longer afraid to be me. I, I used to be afraid to be me. Um because of what other people might think or how I might appear, or I just wasn't confident or wasn't certain who I even was. And I don't feel like that today. Um, I'm not afraid of being me. I'm more um, uncertain about the future, um, but getting more comfortable with that. And so I think that's part of fearless living is living in the uncomfortableness of everything. Um, and I think fearless living is just staying curious, mm -hmm. just staying curious. Yeah. What are you currently working on? I know that you mentioned, you know, and how we met, you were an HR professional, but you also have a passion to help others discover their truth and become their best self. So what are you currently working on? Oh, a couple things. Um, one is in writing this, this, this chapter for your book, um, that was an exercise in fearless living in and of itself, because I was scared to death and it was only a hundred words, very hard. Um, and so some people that read it really kind of connected with it. And so I'm writing, um, learning to write a memoir. Um, I don't know if it'll ever be published or not, but I think um, I really liked writing and telling a story. And so um, I'll work on that. I also am working on finding more spaces where I can be coaching others, uh, whether it's in HR or whether it's through um, consulting or just everyday conversations, um, going for my coaching certification to help um, to help give it some weight there. And I think I'm just going to be open to what falls in my lap because it could be something I've never even thought of before, a skill I don't even have that maybe I develop and something will come of it. So who knows? In regards to the memoir, one of my favorite authors, Elizabeth Gilbert, she says that everyone has two books inside of them. One book is for healing. So it's just for your eyes only. And for those that you choose to share with. And then the other book is for everyone else. And to be able to, so, you know, you can start with that one for yourself and who knows what may happen from there. I'm going to start no matter what. And so we'll just see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So as we get ready to wind down, what is a fearless tip that you can provide to our listeners that they can walk away with and start moving towards living a fearless life? Um, I would say never be afraid of yourself and who you are um invite those parts of you to have a little chat to learn more about them and to figure out how you can all work together inside yourself um because i believe you'll grow to love those parts of you that maybe you didn't love before or you never knew existed 
Good advice, good advice. And our last question, where can our viewers and our listeners connect with you and, you know, get a copy of the book and find out more about you? Sure. Um, probably the easiest way is through my email address. Um, it is listed in the book, um, but it, it is S-E-T-S-L-E-R-1 at gmail.com. Uh, drop me a line. Let me know how you um, heard of me and what you might be interested in, questions, thoughts. Um, think of it as a, a chat line. I love that. And I'll make sure that I have that um, listed in the show notes. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you very much for being with us today. All right. Thank you. And thank you, everyone out there who may be listening. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I hope that you were able to find some insights and empowerment from the conversation with Sarah. Make sure that you check out the show notes so you can email her and connect with her. And as always, remember, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority, and you matter. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Don't forget to leave a comment, be sure to share, and subscribe so together we can continue to change lives. I'll see you on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Until next time. This episode is brought to you by the Release Realign Restart Coaching Program. Are you feeling stuck and unfulfilled and it's life passing you by? Then it's time for a change. As a certified life coach, Marianne will guide you on a personal life transformative journey. With the Release, Realign, Restart program, we'll work together to discover and unlock your full potential, leading you to a life filled with freedom and balance. Imagine becoming the best version of yourself, achieving both personal and professional success. Ready to explore a more fulfilling life? Visit MarianneRiveraDanert.com and start your journey today. Release, realign, restart, because it's never too late to create the life that you deserve and desire. If you're enjoying this episode, check out High Vibe Table Talks, where we start to remove mental barriers and take action now so you can achieve your someday desires. I'm your host, Mershawn Hargrave, and if you've ever heard that little voice inside to go after something, but the fear around the unknown felt too big, this is the podcast for you. Listen and subscribe to High Vibe Table Talks on the Jazzcast Pros Network with the podcast listener you're using right now, because it is high time you activated your high vibes.